0: So. <laughs> well, as Josh said, and as it says right there, um, my name is Kevin Friesen. Most of you know me, um, but those that don't know me, um, I'm. my wife Julie is back there, and one of our boys went to King the Kids, but the other four are there, so we have five boys. Um, I am also Canadian. Uh, Newly, as of about a month ago, American, and so, and very proud to be. Um, but um, but I do not want to be up here. I didn't want to be up here. Um, the last couple times I preached, I'd had to use that plastic um, pulpit. This one's a whole lot sturdier. It hides my shaky hands, so I really like this one. Or I can put them down here, and you can't see them, and it's not see-through. So, um, But when Matt asked a bunch of um, us in the church to preach while he was gone, um, I did not want to come up here. Uh, but that small voice of God in my head said, you may not want to preach, Kevin, but I want you up here. And so I said, okay, what do I... ...feel like preaching on. And Philippians 2 came to mind... Um, ...talking about Jesus giving up everything... Uh, ...for us uh, becoming... ...for him and... ...sorry. Jesus giving up everything for us... ...becoming a bondservant to die on the cross... ...so that we could be with him. Philippians is full of joy. Um, and then I thought about Hebrews 12 too, ...where it talks about... Uh, ...we are to fix our eyes on the author... ...and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising shame, um, and has sat down at the right hand of God for consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And those are great sections to know. Um, but not just to know in your head, but to truly know. But no nope, that's not what God wanted me to talk about today. Um, God said, since you're not going to do this very often, and because of your fear of speaking in front of people, I also thought of 2 Timothy 1.7. that says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of um, power, love, and discipline. But nope. Even though th- that is a great verse to know, the same God who created the universe has come into those who believe in him, um, He is the one who gives us power of love um, and discipline. It's amazing. But God said to me, what do you need to work on right now? What area of your life needs more improvement so that Christ can overflow in everything? What is on your heart? And he brought me to today's passage, Ephesians 5, 21 uh, to 33. And if you want to stand with me, have my Bible, but it's a different translation than what you're going to read, but it's on page 1,159, Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. It says, wives, submit to your husbands, oh, don't see, I started wrong again, because this Bible's different than a different one. I want to go back, not in 22, where someone long time ago, said, this is how we want to break up the passages. This is how I want verses to be. But the way Paul wrote it, he just wrote one big long letter. And we need to start in 21. It says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, for which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hates his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a son For this reason, a son a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Let's pray. Lord, this is your word, truly from you, and uh, I thank you that we have it, so that we can be reminded, even though we've, some of us have heard these verses over and over, Lord, and have read them, I pray that we would hear something new from you that would be encouraged and um, learn how to love and um, respect and submit to one another and to um, our spouses and to submit to you, Lord, as Christ. Lord, just thank you. I praise in your name, amen. You could be seated, sorry, but you did that great. Um, so many of you here are married, some of you have been married, and, but there's a lot that aren't married, and, but this passage still has, um, it's it's still for you. Um, yes, it's about husbands and wives, but more, it's about Christ and the church. Uh, Julie and I have been, will have been married 17 years this coming Saturday, and she's still here. Um. Uh, When people say opposites attract, um, they're not joking. Um, The list of how we are different is way longer than the way we are the same. Um, She's American. I'm Canadian. She's a pessimist. I'm an eternal optimist to an incredible fault. Um, And I could keep on going. The list is very long. Um, But we love Jesus and we really like pizza. And that's about the end of the other list. Um, but when you're dating and first married, there's not a big problem um, at first. But when you live together and get used to every little thing, from how someone squeezed the toothbrush, uh, toothpaste bottle, who hogs the covers, and on and on, it's hard work. Uh, I thought I wasn't that selfish before I got married, but boy, was I wrong. I'm still finding that there's a lot of selfishness in my life. We, Julie and I, could not be this far in marriage without Jesus. There are ups and downs, and if both husband and wife are not striving to be more like Christ, is going to be even harder. Here is the bottom line. Satan does not want you to succeed in marriage or life. He does not want Christ to be number one in your, in your marriage or life, and most definitely does not want God to be glorified. The final thing I wanna say before we get to the passage is that it is by the grace of God and all his mercy that Julie and I are here today. Not that I've done any big crazy thing that was bad, but that we are imperfect people. Who need Jesus? Jesus gets all the praise and thanks for where we are today i 'm not the best husband or father, but I hope that it is not my words here today but god 's word that speaks to you today. So first off, what does submit mean? Um, it means to yield one 's person to power of another, or to give up resistance, uh, or to surrender. In the Greek, uh, it is hopoteso, I think. But it means to place or rank under, to subject or obey. It's like the army or military, there's always a superior officer. Uh, And even the highest ranked officer still is under the president. Uh, there's, but it doesn't mean that you're not worth anything. You are just there's someone who is over you, you who is a higher rank. And but it starts off with saying submit to one another. One another. The Bible is full of one another statements. Be devoted to one another. Encourage one another. Confess your sins to one another. Uh, comfort one another. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Accept one another. And one that I hope is a cultural thing is um, greet one another with a holy kiss. Um, I'm good with a holy handshake or hug, personally, but that's just me. Um, But all of these are one another's. We're not to do Christianity alone. Um, In about two weeks or less, the Olympics are starting up, and I'm not quite as big into them as I used to be, but I still really enjoy the Olympics, and as we all know, there's team sports and there's solo sports and um, you could have the best athlete in the world and if they go out on let's just say LeBron James goes out into the basketball court and goes plays Lithuania or a small country who is still there he goes plays by himself he's going to lose really really badly because it's a team sport it's not to be done by himself and Christianity is a team sport We are not to do this by ourselves. And in that, we are told to submit to one another, to each other. And this is before we're getting to husbands and wives. This is the church is to submit to one another. Um, Because it's easy to submit to ourselves. um, Because I could say, hey, Kevin, where do you want to go for lunch today? And I go, Five Guys Burgers. And I go, great, that's where I want to go. Tonight, what do you want to watch, a show to watch? Well, Sherlock, the BBC show, the newer one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Great. I love that show. It's so much fun. But if Julie came to me and said, hey, Kevin, what do you want to have tonight? And I say, seafood. And she says, well, what show do you want to watch? Well, The Last Samurai or The Gladiator. I'll be spending the evening by myself. Those are the farthest things from anything that Julie wants to do. But... Um, Submitting is not just compromising, and it's not one person having supreme authority over another. I'm guessing that um, someone, that when someone didn't agree with the dinner choice or movie that Nebuchadnezzar chose, he just threw him into the fiery furnace. Um, but the submission that Paul is talking about is mutual submission. Uh, we are all equal, as it says in Galatians three twenty eight. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave or free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ. Since we are equal, we are to submit equally. Men are not greater than female. Female are not greater than male. Some people say, like looking in the Bible, that women were worthless. But why would Matthew, writer of the first gospel, put women in Jesus' genealogy. You have Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. But other women throughout the Bible, like Deborah, Abigail, Hannah, Elizabeth, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, these women showed true submission and they were greatly rewarded. Now the hard part. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as you do to the Lord. Where does this submission, where does this um, come from, this submission? Well, after Adam and Eve sinned in the, in the sinned, uh, God told Eve in Genesis 3.16, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. I always wondered what god's des- design in the garden was looked like, his original plan. Uh, what was life like in the garden before sin came into the world? Well, it would have been less childbirth, less pain in childbirth. I can understand not personally, but Julie going through f- four pregnancies, and one of them being twins and having finding out later after the birth, but knowing. Owen shoving his foot up into Julie's diaphragm and causing her so much pain, and it was an uncomfortable pregnancy. And um, I, I could see that in her. Um, but God originally created Eve and women as helpmates to be side-by-side side with her husband. The, in the original language, helpmate is the same word as the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit less than Jesus? No, they are separate but equal. They have their own purpose and role, the same as is with a husband and wife. Throughout history, women have been more like a servant or slave without anything near equality. No one has it perfect, but I think the US is somewhat close to where it needs to be Unlike some Middle Eastern countries even today, who will stone women f- for leaving their house without their husband, it's not e- this is not the equality. This is not equality, and is not what Paul is writing when he says, "Submit yourselves to your husband." First Peter three one says, "Wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the world." They may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives. Even when you have a disobedient husband, you are told to submit. That hurts to say. I make many mistakes and fail as a husband all the time. Yet Julie is still told to submit. There are those of you who have husbands who do not know the Lord, and you are told to submit to them. You're told to submit to them so that your action, by your actions he will turn to Jesus. Titus 2, 3-5 says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips or enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Older young women are still to be subject to their husbands and those in years of marriage behind them can teach those who are new in marriage. That is not easy, but very much worth it. And even now and then we all need encouragement a side note is, if you are in an abusive relationship, that is a different situation. And you need to seek help from friends, family, and if necessary, even authorities. Jesus never abused people so that they would submit and believe in him. It's not biblical, it's not Christianity. So I, th- I think we've all heard the joke of, if the husband is the head, the wife is the neck. And in some ways, that is true, not because that is supposed to be uh, like that, but because husbands give up the responsibility of leading the family, especially me. Here's the hardest part for me. What does it look like for a wife to submit to a husband who will not be a leader in the family? What do wives like Julie do when we do not want to be leaders and make any decisions? I do not mean what do we want for supper, even though when I don't ever make a decision and Julie has to decide, it's still pretty frustrating for her. But I'm talking about the bigger things in life. Where to live, jobs to take, schools for the kids to attend, how to raise kids, how to spend money, what to do in retirement, um, church to attend, who to visit for Christmas, and so many other things that us husbands may not want to take responsibility for. What do wives do? Again, as it said in 1 Peter 3, your actions and behavior will win them over. But why the husband over the wife and Christ over the church? We can see that in things in life too. In a quote, I think grade three or four, our kids learn what's called PEMDAS in math. some of you might still remember it's parentheses exponents multiplication division addition and subtraction if even one of those is out of order you can get an answer that is very wrong and i've enjoyed sometimes helping the boys see that by changing one thing and you get a very very wrong answer the same is in 1 corinthians 11:3. i want you to understand that christ is the head of every man The man is the head of a woman, and God is head of Christ. Even Christ submitted to God when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, My Father, if it possible, let this cup, him dying on the cross, pass for me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Christ is our example. This is the picture Paul is showing the husband and wife being like the church. How is Christ The head of the church, he is our savior. He made the ultimate sacrifice for us, the church, to save us from condemnation. As Christ saved and protected us, we husbands are to maintain, protect, and defend our wives. He did this for the church. We have to give up ourselves and follow him. When we submit in obedience to Christ, we receive eternal life. So why submit? love but in verse 24 it's talking about that uh, now as a church submits to christ so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything well this everything is everything except what goes against what god has said Um, if you're in a hurry and wives are driving and your husband's in the seat and says hey speed up and a police officer pulls you over Just tell the police officer, officer, I was just submitting to my husband and being obedient to God's word. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the time when they're just going to flat out give you the ticket, not a warning. Um, But so these past three verses or so are for women. The next section is a bit longer. It's for husbands, for people like me, who need to hear things over and over to get it through our thick skulls. And That might be as a husband, might be for myself, or maybe there's other husbands that need to hear things a few extra times to get it into your head. But husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Um, Loving your wife. Julie remind me of uh, the movie Bruce Almighty. I don't know if you've seen it, it's Jim Carrey, and um, he gets all the power of God uh, and responsibilities and along the way, he ruins his relationship with his girlfriend. He tries everything to fix it. Going to her work, he goes up to her and he jumps up on this little wall and says, love me. And it doesn't work. That's, you can't force someone to love you. You are the one showing it. And the best advice Julie and I received before getting married was love is a choice not a feeling. The best advice we've ever got. The dating period and the first bit of marriage, it's easy to love uh, someone and live off of the feelings of love. But as time goes on and those feelings go away, you have to choose to love. Husbands, how are you giving love and yourself up for your wife? To the extreme, would we actually give ourselves up in a life-threatening situation? I don't really want to test that theory um, because there are safer theories to test. But there are people who lay down their lives for others. That's why we have uh, what's called the purple heart. People are willing to give up their lives for others. Um, Look at Jesus. Hours before um, he was going to be arrested literally showed submission by washing his disciples' feet. And it just popped in my head now, just being reminded of they didn't have nice shoes and socks with air vents on them so your feet don't get too sweaty. They walked everywhere without air conditioning, in the dirt, where every animal went to the bathroom, where people went to the bathroom, and their feet were gross. And slaves and servants did the washing of feet, but here, Jesus put them aside, put himself aside, and submitted and washed his disciples' disgusting, dirty, gross feet. Um, he was their master, he was their teacher, and more so, coming soon, their savior. He was the example. Christ gave up everything to make us holy uh, or set apart I have some things at home I don't leave out. That's right here. Oh, they're right here. Um, one is my Canadian passport. Uh, I don't just leave that on the counter. Uh, another one is, uh, in Canada, we have a coin called a toonie. It's a $2 coin. And in the center is a gold part of the coin, the outside is a silver part. Well, I, one day I found this one, and it's actually stamped incorrectly. The gold part is offset. It's, I don't leave this out. Well, no one's going to accept it here as payment, but even in Canada, um, I wouldn't. Use, I, this is special to me. It's cool. I've, it's a one-of-a-kind coin. Um, another one is, it's kind of gross but still special, is Clark's umbilical cord. Uh, I don't know why we kept it, but it's special. We're not, it's very fragile, and even back there, I put it on the floor, and I was like, oh, shoot, Joe Michael's feet are getting too close to it. After seven years, I don't want someone to step on it. And then another one we keep at home is this fancy one right here. It's our I's Marriage Certificate. We have copies of it, but the copies, they're just a copy of it. This one has the fancy stamp, of the Carnes County, Texas gold seal on it, it have signatures on here, and it's special to us. We keep these set apart. Um, we don't just leave them out. Um, they're, they're not the normal things that we have. And that's what Christ has done for us. He has set us apart. Jesus Christ cleansed us, he removed our sins so that we can present us, so that he can present us before God on the day of judgment and say that he has taken our sins, that we are radiant without stain or wrinkle or blemish. And like I said earlier, Julie and I are almost married 17 years. And um, even though I'm from Canada and Julie's from Kennedy, and we got married in this church. And I was standing right about over there. Um, and, and I watched as this beautiful lady walked down this very aisle here. Uh, her hair was perfect. Her dress was immaculate. Um, there was no stain or blemish anywhere. She was set apart from everyone else in that room that day. And I think some of you were there that day. Um, she could not have been any more beautiful, yet today she has become more beautiful, and I love her exuberantly more today than I could on that day. But Christ's love, Christ loves Julie more than I ever will or could ever imagine. He loves the whole church believers, so that they will be holy and blameless. So what we see in verse 30 comes from Genesis 2, 24, two becoming one. Uh, If in fact we become one, I'm thinking that Julie and I need to change our legal names to either uh, Juven or Kevley. Um, it it doesn't have the same ring as, like, Benifer uh, from years ago, but personally, I like Kevley. It, it's, it has a better ring to me, but that's just... Yeah, anyways. But seriously, what does it look like if we are to live in the same way as Christ? What am I giving up? What am I sacrificing for my wife? The picture of, one's, of loving oneself. Through Loving Your Wife, I read best in the commentary of Barnes' Notes. A man's happiness to his wife would be more than repaid by the happiness which she imparts. If a man wishes to pr- promote his own happiness in the most effective way, he'd better begin by showing kindness to his own wife. Let me read this again because I hear it better when I hear it twice. A man's happiness to his wife will be more than repaid by the happiness which she imparts. If a man wishes to promote his own happiness the most effective way, he better begin by showing kindness to his own wife. It's like saying when you're a kid, she's rubber, I'm glue. Whatever kindness you show to her bounces off her and comes and sticks to you. The opposite is true too. If you're showing unkindly things to her, you're showing that back to yourself. You see it in kids really easily, sometimes adults, but if you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Um, Why did you hit your brother? Because he hit me. But this kind of love from a husband needs to be sent, whether it is reciprocated or not. It is an unconditional love, just like Christ. Do I see my needs as important as Julie's? The simple answer is no. I make an an extra effort for the things I want and need. When I go into Home Depot, I see tools and I make excuses as to why I need them. But if Julie needs something, I'll explain, it's probably not in our budget. We, We can't get that right now. Or how about maybe some of you men from Texas, um, you see a gun and think that, hey, I need to add that to my collection. Well, it's for hunting or, you know, it's for protecting us in case um, anyone comes to our house, government or non-government. <laughs> um, do you really need another gun? I usually only, unless you're in a movie, you only see a person shooting a gun for, with one hand. But anyways, that's a side note. <laughs> but I'm not just talking about purchases, but in daily life. Are you loving your wife when there are dirty dishes, and but you've been at work all day? Or if there are poopy diapers, taking the kids off her hands, giving the opportunity for her to get out of the house and have a break? Whatever it may be for your wife, and if you don't know, you can ask her because she will know how you can love her more. Then it won't be a mystery anymore. Just like the relationship between Christ and the church. This mystery that Paul's talking about is not about marriage, and it's not an unsolved or unknown mystery anymore, but is now known who Christ is and the plan that God had from the beginning christ died for us so that we can truly have a personal relationship with him and not through a high priest anymore so we cannot do this ourselves and we don't need to christ gave us the perfect example in philippians 2. it says who being in the very nature of god did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. And rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in, the liken- in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. How are we serving, loving, and respecting others in marriage or in the church? How can you do that today? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are our example and that we are not guessing and trying to figure out life on our own, marriage on our own, Lord, because we mess it up already so much, Lord. I pray that you would just guide us in our life through this passage and seeing how you are in charge of our lives, Lord, and I pray that we would submit to one another, that would be your example, and um, laying down ourselves, our lives for others, Lord, and that um, we can truly be more like you, Lord. We Thank you and praise in your name. Amen.